Buddy and I stared in horror at the video of the large creature as it slowly dragged the pickup truck behind it. We should probably call the shop and let Jerry know we found something. I don't think that will be necessary. At that moment, the mechanic's car pulled up in front of the house and Jerry came running up to the door. He looked distraught, appeared to be sweating, and was definitely out of breath. Hey, Jerry, whoa, are you okay? You don't look so good. <laughs> Me? <clears throat> no, I'm fine. I'm just, uh, I'm just out of shape. <clears throat> Anyways, I got into work today <clears throat> and noticed that my shop truck was stolen. Some jerk drove it right through the back fence. I was on my way to go file a police report and saw your car outside. Figured I'd see if you guys had the video from that camera setup. Hopefully you got the thief on video. We're watching it now, and I don't think it was driven out. What do you mean? I saw the tire tracks in the dirt leading right to the big hole in the fence. I grabbed my laptop from the kitchen table and showed him the video of the large creature dragging his truck. Holy crap! What the hell is that thing? We have no idea. We've never seen anything like this before. Yeah, it's not like anything I've even seen in books, and I've read a lot of cryptozoology books while researching the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil? Aw, oh, come on! You guys don't believe that stuff, do ya? So it's a story, like the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot. Hey, the Jersey Devil is real, and I have the badass scars to prove it. Wait, really? Buddy lifted up his shirt, showing off his scars to Jerry. So you guys really saw the Jersey Devil? That thing is real? Yeah, at least it was real. It's kinda dead now. Well, I guess I don't need to file a police report. Not that they would believe me anyway. Even with it on video, they'd think I'm crazy. Yeah, let, let's head to the shop and look around. Maybe we can find something. It doesn't look like it could have gotten very far. Buddy and I followed Jerry back to his shop. We saw the tracks in the dirt leading right through a big hole in the fence and off into the woods. Well, at least there's a path to follow. Yeah, that's the road to the old Smith house. What's the old Smith house? The Smiths were one of the richest families in town. Well, at least before the Rabinas moved here, old man Smith owned a lot of this town. They had the first car in town, the first house in town, they have electricity. I heard that they had Thomas Edison set up their generator himself. They had the best of everything. At least until old man Smith and his wife died in a car wreck back in the 20s. Their only son took over their business, but he became a bit of a recluse. I think he died back in the 70s because that's when most of their property went up for sale. My dad bought this land back then and opened this shop. It used to be the old main gate. So your dad built his shop on their driveway? No one had been in or out of that place in 50 years. Looked just as overgrown as it does now. So there's a house back there somewhere? I used to play back here when I was a kid. My dad always told me not to go into the woods. He said it was haunted, but I didn't believe him. I went back there one time. I walked right up to that creepy old house. I was looking in the windows, couldn't see much except for old dusty furniture and junk. But then, 
I could have sworn I saw the ghost of old man Smith come to the window and close the curtain. I was so scared I screamed and ran the whole way back here, grabbed my bike and rode straight home, then come back to my dad's shop for at least a month. Aren't you sure it wasn't just the son? Like maybe he wasn't actually dead and he just didn't want you peering in the windows at him? Well, if it was their son, then it was their son's ghost because there was no way that thing was alive it was white as a sheet and thin as a skeleton either way it sounds like something we should check out come on buddy as we set off into the woods i can see the remains of an old wooden fence and overgrown flower beds running along the dirt road ahead of us everything was overgrown the trees towered overhead, blocking out most of the lights while the tall grass and weeds had taken over the once elegantly maintained grounds of the estate. Buddy and I stopped to wait for the mechanic, who was already out of breath. You doing okay back there? Oh, come on! I told you guys I'm out of shape! I'll be fine! Just need to rest for a second. Hey, I think I found something. Buddy was standing in a freshly dug hole in the road, pointing to the dirt piled up next to it. At the top of the pile, there was something shiny sticking out of the dirt. It looks like part of a rearview mirror. Buddy and I climbed to the top of the pile while Jerry sat down on the edge of the hole to catch his breath. Buddy tried to pull the mirror out of the dirt, but it wouldn't budge. It feels like it's stuck to something. As we brushed away the dirt, we revealed more of the mirror, and eventually the door it was bolted to. Um, I think we found your truck. Really? Why would it want to bury... My truck. Maybe it got tired of dragging it? Well, I'm gonna go back to my shop and grab a shovel. Maybe a winch to get it out of there. While you do that, we're gonna head up the road and see if we can find out where that thing was taking this to. As Buddy and I continued up the road, we noticed some of the weeds growing in the flower beds were dead. The further in we got, the more dead plants we found until everything around us was dead. Even the trees seemed to be dying. One had fallen near the road, except it wasn't decaying. It was just dead and gray. Hey, do you hear that? Hear what? I don't hear anything. Exactly. Nothing. There's no birds. There's no bugs flying around. There's nothing here. There's a dead tree and there aren't any bugs or animals living in it or breaking it down. Because, you know, science. You know you're right. We learned that on that Nat Geo show, right? See? TV does come in handy sometimes. But there's nothing. It's just sitting here like it's frozen in time. And another thing. It feels like the air is super thin here, like there isn't enough oxygen. As Buddy and I continued up the eerily quiet road, it eventually led up to the old Smith house. It was a plantation-style house, a bit larger than I had expected. It was impressive, though it had definitely seen better days. Most of the paint was faded and peeling, and a lot of the shingles were crumbling off. A large, dilapidated porch wrapped around the front of the house, with stairs leading down to a large, circular driveway that itself wrapped around what remained of a large sculpture garden. It was just as dead and gray as the woods, and it would have looked more like an old cemetery than a garden if it hadn't been overflowing with scrap metal and junk. Looks like we found where all those car parts went. As we crept towards the garden, I noticed something moving in the distance. After staring for a few moments, I realized it was the giant beast on the far side of the garden, sleeping in the back of an old dump truck. The creature was massive, filling the back of the dump truck the same way a large cat would fill a medium-sized shoebox. Whoa, what do you think it is? I don't know. It just looks like a large pile of fur from here. We should get closer. 
We had just started to creep into the junkyard maze that was the garden, when I accidentally bumped into a pile of old junk, knocking it over with a clang loud enough to wake the beast from its slumber. Oh crap, what do we do now? Run! Where? I don't know, I'll run this way and you run that way. As the beast started running towards us, we took off in opposite directions around the outer perimeter of the garden. I found an old metal cabinet with a door, and tried to hide inside it before that thing saw me. As I was closing the door, I saw Buddy climb into an old freezer on the other side of the garden. I could hear the creature slowly making its way to me, slowly following my scent. It didn't take long before the creature started pawing at the cabinet doors. I was trying to hold them closed from the inside, but I didn't have much to hold onto. Slowly, the top of the door started to bend open, and I was able to see that thing up close. It was huge, with a mouth the size of a cave entrance, and covered with matted fur. I wasn't really able to see its eyes still. However, I could definitely see its teeth, and I could definitely smell its breath. But right before it could rip the door open, I heard Buddy yelling from the other side of the garden. Hey, ugly. Yeah, you. The beast quickly turned its attention to Buddy and took off running towards him. I jumped out of the cabinet and ran in the opposite direction. Eventually, I almost bumped right into Buddy. No, 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 no. Wrong way. I turned around just in time to see the large beast coming right toward us. We both ran as fast as we could, but the path we were on led to a dead end in the hedge maze. Johnny? Yeah? This was a bad idea. Yeah, it definitely was. I'm sorry, buddy. You probably should have stayed in that fridge. Like I'm gonna stand there and watch that thing eat my best friend. Besides, I didn't want to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull my way out of this one. As Buddy and I stood with our backs to the wall, the beast advanced on us slowly. Within moments, he reared back and pounced in our direction. In a desperate act of self-defense, I threw my hands up. No! Much like with the Jersey Devil, I had used whatever power I had to throw the creature across the gardens and away from us. Whoa! I knew you still had it in you. What are the chances you can do that again? I have no idea what I'm doing, so not likely. Well then, we might want to get moving before that thing comes back, because I doubt it'll be happy. We quickly made our way out of the maze, but we could hear the beast ripping through it as if it was made out of paper. Looking around desperately, we saw a path winding through the piles of junk that was too small for the beast. We made our way through it, as the beast was right on our tail. We followed the path up to the front of the old house. Looking around again, we saw an access hole for the cross space under the porch, just big enough for us to squeeze through, and ran right for it. Quick, we'll hide in here! I hope we fit. Buddy and I made our way under the porch, but just barely. But that wouldn't help us out in the long run. Though we were safe for the moment, the beast was upon us. He clawed at the porch, ripping up the old rotten wood, bit by bit. We both grabbed onto each other, and hoped for a mirror. Return Home, Episode 19, Beast. You just listened to Part 2 of 3. It was written by Tom Reben and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Forrest Orta, BJ Grip, Jeff Heimbuck, and Pickles. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show and find Return Home merchandise by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, on Twitter at returnhomeshow, and on Tumblr at returnhomepodcast. 
If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Often get trapped under a porch by a large snarling beast? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.